Hey, what's going on? Future is now podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Nakamura. I'm so glad that you guys are tuning in today for this episode. I'm excited about today. We're going to be talking about three things that every single Christian needs to hear. I've gotten a lot of questions on Instagram regarding this topic about dating, Christianity. I might make it a series, but we're just doing a one episode standalone for now. Um, I'm excited. Uh, It's going to be a quick episode for you guys. Um, Just three really quick Things that, in my opinion, every single Christian may not always hear, but they need to hear. So uh, before we get into the episode, as always, look, if you're trying to get more knowledge about the Bible, if you're trying to learn more about the things of God, um, all power to you, but you need help. Everybody needs help because that book can be confusing sometimes. There's historical context that needs to be considered. Everybody should have good hermeneutics. Um, and a good working theology. And how do we get that is by people teaching us. So um, Theos University is an incredible platform online where you can learn about the Bible, all different types of topics. Uh, It's all video format. They have an incredible faculty there, and they teach amazing, amazing doctrine. Um, I highly recommend it. I learn a lot of what I say on here, honestly, from that platform. So if you're interested in that, make sure you click the link in the description to go, and you can use the code FUTURE10, that's FUTURE10, to get 10% off of your first month there. And then also this episode is brought to you by the Laser Fund. This is a uh, strategic financial fund that I myself developed specifically for um, believers that are wanting to steward their money correctly. Um, In my opinion, this is the safest way to put your money at. If you're a business owner, if you're an organization, a nonprofit owner, if uh, you're trying to save for retirement, um, if you want to have a savings fund for your children, I mean, this is the right fund to put it in. It's safe. It grows. Um, it's protected against the government and all their wackiness. So um, if that's something that you're interested in, just to hear a little bit more about, then make sure that you also click the link in the description um, to schedule an appointment with me to talk about that. Uh, this is currently only available for U.S. citizens. So if you're not um, a U.S. citizen, I apologize. We're trying to make some strides there. But for now, it's only U.S. citizens. But if that's any interest to you, make sure you click the link, schedule an appointment. I would love to talk to you. Also, I'm starting a book club. I don't know if you guys know that, but I'm going to be starting a book club here really soon. And so I'm going to provide a link in the description as well to sign up for that book club. The first book that we're going to be reading through is actually Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. But this is going to be a good opportunity to learn together, to grow together. Um, It's not going to be too much, um, you know, pressure, but it is going to demand, obviously, that you read a book (laughs) and then also that you're engaging kind of in what you are reading. And so I think it's important to have accountability there. So if you're interested in that, make sure you sign up in the link below. But uh, that's all for now. If you haven't yet, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You scroll down, you leave a five-star review. Tell me what you love about the podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Spencer Knock, and let's have a conversation after the episode on what you learned. But let's get into this episode of The Future Is Now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Future Is Now podcast, where you can discover your calling, live with passion and purpose, and learn how to be the leader of the future. We all have a voice that people need to hear, and it's time to get the confidence to use our gifts to better the world. If you're here to grow in the things of God and develop a healthy mindset, you are in the right place. I'm so glad that you're here. So let's get excited about today's episode. All right, let's jump into this. If you're listening to this, either maybe you're single or you have a friend that's single. 
Um, and I just feel like there's a lot of misconceptions around singleness and Christianity. Uh, and I understand that, listen, I'm talking about this from the perspective of a married man. So, um, you know, you guys probably sometimes have the posture of, well, you don't understand where I'm at and you don't understand my circumstance. And I get that, but I just think that biblically speaking, we can look at a couple of different topics on, um, the idea of being single as a Christian and, um, the number one thing, we're just going to jump into this, guys. So the number one thing is this. It's better to be single than to be with the wrong person. This is counsel I actually give a lot um, in terms of when people are single. They're like, ah, I just want to be married. I just want to be dating somebody. I just want somebody. And I get it, right? I get it because marriage in theory, dating in theory is supposed to be awesome. And it's supposed to be great. And it's supposed to be your best friend. And you're supposed to laugh all the time. And, you know, it's like, oh, I have somebody that loves me. And we have fun together. And we take romantic dinners and, and boat rides on the lake and all this stuff. And, you know, that is true. Like, that that can happen. But what I found is, man, if, if you can't figure out how to be content um, what will happen is discontentment is a gateway to compromise. And the last thing that you want to do as a single Christian is compromise. Uh, because I, I'll tell you this, I know people, okay? I know people that like they just jump into dating or they jump into marriage and they don't really think about it. They're just kind of blinded by love in a sense. And it's really hard for them and it's tough. And it's like, oh man, like, because the crazy thing is, when you're married, you're married. I mean, I'm talking in a Christian context, obviously. But, like, the harsh reality that nobody, I, I feel like nobody says is, like, dude, if, or dude or girl, I don't, I'm not just talking to guys, but um, if you marry somebody and it turns out, like, oh, I really didn't think about this that much. And we actually really don't get along and we actually kind of aren't on the same page a lot of things and like sucks to suck. Like you're in that and now you have to work through it. And now obviously God can work in anything. And in, in a marriage context, I believe that there, there can be fruit in any marriage and it can be awesome. But I'm just saying, if you have a choice, why are you going to pick somebody that's like really hard to deal with and you don't sync with and your goals aren't aligned and you're, you know, I'm like people that are so discontent with being single, look for anybody to date. Like, oh, that person's attractive and they kind of make me laugh and they kind of seem successful. Okay. Why don't we, you know, rather than really sitting down and being like, okay, is this a good decision for my life? Is this a wise decision? Um, what do my friends have to say about this person? What does my family have to say about this person? Do our goals align? Does our future align? Right. And I'm not saying you have to fit 100% of the criteria in there, but I'm just saying that discontentment is a gateway to compromise. And the way that people get into sucky, sucky, sucky relationships is because they're so discontent with being single that they'll just jump into anything blindly. And that is not smart. Um, it's always an unhealthy posture to expect something from God outside of what he has already promised us. And uh, God has not, right, I, I know I'm I'm starting off this podcast with like, wow, thanks, Spencer, I'm going to be alone forever. That's not the point what I'm trying to make here. But um, I'm just saying like, God never promised that everybody was going to get married. Okay, God never promised that. And that's, I think that's a decision. Now, is marriage a good thing? Yes, absolutely. Um, is marriage awesome? Yes. If 
you do it right. And I'm just saying, don't expect something from God that he's never, he hasn't already promised you. Like we have so much, like we expect so much from God, like he owes us or something. But you got to be careful because maybe your singleness is actually God protecting you. Maybe your singleness is actually God seeing that down the road, wow, if you were to be with this person, that would be disastrous for you, okay? Nose can be protection. Singleness can be protection. So what you can do is, guess what? You can just work on yourself. I'm telling you, you have a freedom and a liberty as a single person that you will never have in any other season of your life. What do you mean by that, Spencer? What I mean by that is if you want to go get Chinese food, For dinner, you can do it. If I want to go get Chinese food, right? I'm like, hey, babe, you want to go get Chinese food? And she's like, ah, I'm not really feeling Chinese. I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's go get something else then. And I'm like, that's a funny example. But I'm saying if you want to go take four years and God call, you feel like God's called you to go uh, four years in Europe and study abroad and do something crazy or take a career path change or quit your job and start something that's really risky or move back in with your parents or there's so many life decisions that you don't have to consult anybody on except for yourself and obviously wise counsel around you. But I'm saying nobody's dependent on you. There's nobody linked and tied to you. So this is the perfect opportunity to get your stuff together, to deal with issues, to grow yourself spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, to work on being the best version of yourself possible so that when the time comes, you're actually ready and able to step into a relationship and steward it well. That That is the most underrated thing as a single person is everybody's just sitting around waiting for somebody to, you know, come and uh, uh, pick them up and, and take them on a date and sweep away their feet off of an adventure of romance and all the while they're just waiting. They're not doing anything. Man, work on yourself. Work on your independence and your dependence on God, your dependence on God spiritually and your independence um, in life. Like, can you, are you supporting yourself with a job? Like, do you have your stuff together? Don't expect anybody else to fix that for you. Um, really deal with the stuff that the issues that you have, because it's going to make that future so much more, you know, Matthew 6, 25, 26 says this. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns yet. Your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Like if God's looking out for the birds of the air, He's looking out for you and you have to remember that and you have to understand, okay, being single is better than being with the wrong person. Being single is better than being with the wrong person because a wrong, and by a wrong person, I mean just like, you know, jumping into something that's not wise. Maybe it's somebody that's not a believer. Maybe it's somebody that says they're a believer but doesn't show it. Uh, you have to be really careful of that when I'm when you're talking about dating. When you're talking about first things, don't listen to what they say. Oh, I'm a believer. Does their life show it? Is there fruit? Are they kind? Do they show Jesus? Right. Everybody says that they're a Christian nowadays, and it's like you you have Christians that are just wacky people and they do not follow Scripture. Figure out what that is for you. But all the while, just know that God is taking care of you. Like God has the best for you and you have to trust that. And once you're content, 
in the life that you're living, the purpose and the calling that God has given you, then guess what? When that time comes, it's going to be incredible and it's going to be amazing because when you feel like you're not pressured into it, you're going to make a wise decision in the end. So it's better to be single than to be with the wrong person. Number two, you are not lacking without a spouse. Okay. I gotta, we have to understand this. You are not a half looking for another half. You are a whole. Okay. And what that means is once eventually when you find a spouse, it's not, you don't complete each other. In fact, you have two holes coming in. So you got a whole lot of garbage to, to sift out if you're not careful, right? Like God is the one that completes us. He's the one that um, um, completes us through sanctification. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 through 28, it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. You are whole, a.k.a. you are whole. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. First Thessalonians 5, 23 through 28. Christ made us whole. On the cross, the death, the resurrection, we are made whole in Christ. And we are, through the process of sanctification daily, we are becoming whole in Christ. If you think of yourself as a half, you will always depend on someone to complete you. And that means when they let you down, all of a sudden you are, um, you're incomplete again. And that's just a detrimental way of, of thinking because you're going to put pressure on your, your dating partner and on your spouse that doesn't belong there. If you have issues to work out, they are not going to be solved in a dating, romantic, marriage, whatever you want to call it. They are not going to be solved in a romantic relationship. They are going to be amplified. I promise you that. Like uh, one of the most common things with guys is like if they have an incredible lust problem, like if they're watching porn, if they have this bent towards that, they think like, oh, well, I just have to get married and then it's all going to go away. But that's not true. It, it more so from what I've seen and what I've heard Marriage and relationships doesn't uh, extinguish pre-existing problems. It amplifies it. If there is an insecurity issue that you are facing, that you are dealing with, finding somebody is not going to fix it. It's going to amplify it. Okay, we have to understand this. Issues don't get solved just because you're in a relationship. So we have to come to a place where we're saying, okay, I am not lacking without a spouse. I am whole in Christ. Like, here's an unpopular thing. If you never get married in your life, that's okay. If you never get married in your life, like you're still whole in Christ. You're not lesser than. You're not lacking. I don't understand this whole concept of like, People talk to single Christians as if they have like a medical diagnosis, right? Like, oh, you're single? Ooh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll be praying for you. You want me to lay hands on you and we can pray? Like, I get it. Like, I get wanting to be in a romantic relationship. I get the want of a family. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a healthy desire to have, honestly. Like, I, I don't knock you. But I'm saying at the most foundational level, we are whole in Christ, and if you don't have that perspective as a single person, you're not going to have it just because you're dating or married to somebody, okay? And then number three, trying to keep it short for you guys, is don't be weird about it. Why are Christians so weird about dating? Why are Christians so weird about this whole singleness thing? Like, why why do we feel like there has to be a Holy Spirit moment where he says, hey, you see that girl in aisle four at the grocery store? You're going to marry her. Go up and tell her. That doesn't, that's weird. Like, please, please don't do that. Unless the Holy, I mean, 
unless God parts the clouds in heaven and says like, tells you to do that. I just, it's just weird. And, and all this dating around Christianity is so bizarre to me. Um, you know, be weary about saying what is from God and what is from yourself. I mean, the honest opinion that I have in terms of this is guess what? The Holy Spirit gives us discernment, gives us wisdom and gives us guidance. I don't think that there's one person that's out there in uh, New Orleans right now and that's the girl for you and eventually you're going to have a crazy meet cue and you're going to have a 15 second window of meeting her and asking her on a date or or getting her number. And if you don't meet that window, then she's going to leave and wow, there goes the incredible marriage that God had for you. That's like not a, I mean, where in scripture are you going to back that up? That is not a, a correct way of thinking. I think God gives us freedom to be able to make decisions ourselves. And it's our job using the Holy Spirit to use wisdom and discernment to make the right choices. You know why? I, I'll, I'll speak a personal experience for this. Why did I marry Adrian? Okay. So you want the real answer to this. Okay. Uh, did the Holy Spirit tell me that's your wife? Uh, no, not really. Did God tell me in a dream that, wow, you see that Adrian girl over there? Um, she's going to be your wife. No, no, he didn't. Now me and Adrian have had an incredible marriage. She's the love of my life. She's my best friend. I love hanging out with her. Like literally I just, you know, we're obsessed with each other. Um, and so it's, it's fun, right? And there's levity and laughter and we travel together. Like we have a great marriage, you know, obviously it's not all, it's not all perfect. You know, we have had hardships and we've had um, difficult seasons, but I'm saying the, the large majority, it's just been the greatest thing of my entire life. So now how did we meet? We met at church and uh, we like, I was an intern, she was um, working and she needed help. And so she, there's like, like a guy intern that helped with a pastor, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, we started kind of working closer together. And I was like, wow, this girl is really beautiful. Okay. Step one, attracted. Wow. This girl's really beautiful. Number two, I got to know her and I'm like, man, this girl's really like mature, has her stuff together. That's like really awesome. She's funny. And then that's when like, I was like, wait, this is a really amazing girl. I want to date her. You know? I, so then we started talking more and then eventually we started dating and during dating, how did I make the decision to, to marry her? Was it the Holy Spirit moment? Like, boom, in worship, God's like, propose tomorrow. No. What it was is I grew more in love with her. The more I got to know her, the more I heard her story, the more I listened to her dreams, the more we talked about the, the, her future, my future. Like, it just was like, man, I, start, I was so in love with this girl. And I thought to myself, okay, number one. Does this make sense for my life? And I was like, yeah, it totally makes sense. We're in the same vein. We want the same things. Number two, uh, like, can I, can we do this? Like, is this like realistic, practical? Yeah, it totally was. Okay, great. Awesome. Number three, this is the, what I decided. Is this a girl that every day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be committed to? Even when it's hard, even when it's tough, even when we don't feel like it, is this somebody that I'm willing to go and and, and die for essentially every single day that I'm willing to be selfless for, that I'm willing to drop everything and serve all the days of my life. I'm like, yes, absolutely. I'm willing to make that commitment for her. Okay, great. That's when I decided I wanted to marry her. 
And you can say that I, you know, you need to be more sensitive to the spirit, but I think that a, a big portion of following the Holy Spirit can be seen in practical measures. And that was the practicality of that. So it's a decision that I made, right? All this to say, don't be weird. Stop being weird. Stop saying that God called you to a, se a season of singleness. Even if he did, like why, it doesn't matter. Like, why are we sharing that with other people? You know, like people don't need to know that as if like you're, as if like the world is signing up for like you're on the bachelor and the bachelorette and uh, no, I can't do that guys because I'm called to a single a season of singleness. I've had people that be like, yeah, God told me to be, uh, God called me to a single of seasonness. And then they started dating someone two weeks later, AKA God called you to a single of seasonness until you find somebody that you want. <laughs> like I'm just saying guys, don't be weird about it. We don't have to be weird. It's okay if you're unsure, if you're like, if a guy asks you on a date or you want to ask a girl on a date because they're cool or they're, uh, you're attracted to them and they're like, man, they seem kind of cool. It's totally okay to go out, grab a cup of coffee with them, have a conversation and then afterwards be like, you know, I, I don't think we really vibe and then stop it. Like it's, why are we, why are we not dating people unless we we are sure that we're going to marry them? That doesn't make any sense. You have to know somebody before you realize if you want to marry them. Go on dates. Be casual. Obviously, keep great boundaries. Keep godly boundaries. Keep it holy and righteous. But there's no shame in just trying. If you really want it, just try. Just try. I don't care about dating apps. I really don't. Like, that's my honest opinion. If you want to go on Bumble or whatever, like, just make sure it's not sketchy. But like, if you want to, if you want to try to date, just try to date and there's no pressure and you're not a failure. If it doesn't work out, you're actually wise if it doesn't work out. Because again, what did I say? It's better to be single than married to the wrong person. Okay. So stop putting so much pressure on yourselves. Listen, if God's plan for our lives is perfect and it's amazing, and I promise you 40 years down the road, if you're serving God all those 40 years and you're listening to the Holy Spirit, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, you know, thank you. Thank you for that season. Um, it grew me, it developed me, it challenged me. So work on yourself and stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Okay, there you go. Um, that, that's all I have for today. I hope that you guys got something from it. Um, let me know if you want to make this a series. I'd be I'd be happy to do that. Um, maybe I'd be maybe we can have Adrian on. We can do a little Q and A, dating, marriage, relationships. Um, that'd be fun too. So uh, make sure again you guys subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on Instagram. Message me. I'd love to talk to you more about uh, what was discussed here. Let me know what you think about the episode. I love you guys. I'll see you next time on the future is now.